Hello, and welcome to the Motivate Change podcast, inspiring heart disease survivors to live a longer, healthier life. I'm your host, Devin Brzezinski, a fellow heart disease survivor and occupational therapy student here to help you navigate a world of uncertainty after a cardiac event. Today's episode is going to be a little different than our normal content, but I think you're going to feel extremely motivated and inspiring after hearing this young man's story. So without further ado, let me introduce Sam Mitchell. Sam is 18 years old and he has accomplished so much already in his life. He has placed top 10 on the People's Choice Podcast Awards, second place in the Indiana JAG Entrepreneurship Project, and won Best Business at the Indiana CEO Trade Company. He uh, is highly functioning on the autism spectrum and has been breaking the stigma to show people that he's not broken, he doesn't need to be fixed, and wants to celebrate everyone's successes, no matter how different we all may be. So welcome, Sam. Hey, thanks for having me on. Good Absolutely. to be here. Thank you so much for reaching out. And I'm 20 now, by the way. <laughs> oh, you're 20 now. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. No, no, I, I need to change that. So, yeah, that's okay. So why don't you go ahead and and tell me a little bit about yourself, why you started the podcast. All right. So hello everyone. My name is Sam Mitchell and I run the podcast autism rocks and rolls. And it is about autism and how we cope with daily struggles that you may or may not understand. I rant since October, 2019. I have big guests on the show, such as Temple Grand and Mick Foley. I have sponsors, and I get to do some motivational speaking through it. I've spoken in Orlando, Oklahoma, and Canada. Awesome. And when were you officially diagnosed with autism? At age four. I don't remember much from it. The only thing I remember is uh, I hated loud noises and loud fireworks. But now I love it, so it's kind of ironic and very funny. <laughs> so you used to hate fireworks, and now you love them. Oh yeah. Interesting. Love it. So what was it, what was it like growing up? Uh, it was basically a hard time. I mean, definitely dealt with exclusion, all the fun stereotyping, dealt with some bullying. I would say that it was a very difficult days and dark days in life, but mm -hmm. I made it through and I'm still surviving and going on today, but life really altered after I started the podcast and through the podcast, I started to gain more confidence in myself, learn that to care what I was thinking of me. And it just went uphill from there. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, like everything that you had gone through, what, like, what really made you, was there a certain moment that you were like, I need to start this podcast and let other people know that they're not alone in this journey? After joining my high school's media club, that was the main point of like, oh my gosh, I could do something too with this. I mean, hmm. why not? At least I'm going to start early. And that's what I, what I believe in right there. Starting early is if there's an opportunity, there's a passion and no matter what age, go for it. Yeah. That's fantastic. You're able to recognize it so early too, because I feel like a lot of times, I don't know how many other students there have autism, but any diagnosis, it can be, feel very isolating. So oh I yeah. Even now I think even with being a heart survivor, then I bet you've had some lonely days in the hospital if I had to guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can definitely re relate because when I was growing up, I had heart surgery when I was four months old and I didn't know any other kids around me that had this gigantic scar down their chest and people that had to like 
um, also had heart surgery. So I didn't really feel connected to a lot of other survivors until I really started volunteering in like my mid to late twenties. Dang. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm, I'm working in cardiac rehab right now, and a lot of other patients, they're experiencing the same things that I did when I was younger. And, you know, everyone comes into the clinic and they work out together, but everyone's kind of in their own lane. They're on their own treadmill or elliptical or new step and they have headphones in, no one's really conversing. So it can definitely feel isolating, but I'm glad that we have this podcast and the program that I'm running. So that way you don't feel like you're alone because you definitely aren't. Oh no, you aren't. I know it's cliche to say, but you really are not. There's other people out there who have either been through what you've been through or have has seen the similar issues in you, but maybe not in the same way you're persuading, but it's still very similar or very similar to the difference in your story. Yeah. Um, so we, we talk a lot about mental health um, <clears throat> in the clinic. And so I'm curious, what do you do to really keep your spirits up or to stay motivated and positive? Well, what I do to keep moving along really is I just try to do the work I need to do. And then, I mean, I mean, I guess try to enjoy the simplest parts in life, really. I mean, one example today and where I'm from, it's 72 degrees out currently. And I know tomorrow's supposed to be better cold. So that's why I'm outdoors <laughs> and enjoying the weather. Yeah, absolutely. You got to take advantage of it while you can. Well, you might as well. Mm-hmm. Um. So definitely getting outside, getting some fresh air and enjoying the little things in life. Oh, yeah, I definitely do that. I mean, I love to laugh. I think laughter is the best medicine. So mm -hmm. I like to watch a lot of comedy, do a lot of stupid things. So and that's my thing with co comedy is I don't say a lot of stuff. I do things that are really stupid sure. for your entertainment. <laughs> like what? Like what? Wear, I'll yeah. wear a dress. Really? And then show yeah. it off and get some mm -hmm. laughs out of it. Love it. Awesome. What about um, something else that our patients um, sometimes struggle with is getting enough sleep. What uh, is your sleep. like sleep routine like? Well, and you're lucky because you're talking to someone who has sleep apnea. And I don't know if you knew that, but that's a fun fact for you. Mm. So I do have some sleep apnea. It was very, I don't say difficult to sleep, but it was definitely hard times or definitely some dark days in the sleeping world, basically, because mine's weird. I don't like snore in the middle of the night. That's someone else in the family, but mine <laughs> is neurological. I don't I don't breathe at nighttime when mm -hmm. I sleep. My brain, there's no recipient signal where my brain doesn't breathe. And we've asked doctors, like, why is the case? Because there has to be a reason, I think. And surprisingly, they don't know. They said it could be because of the autism. It could be because of the ADHD. But they said it's a lot of, it comes from a lot of football players from, you know, hitting their heads so much. Now, I'm not an athletic guy, and I'm not in football. So I don't know why in the heck I would have it. But here <laughs> we are. But here we are today. Beats so me. Just, if I, I had to guess maybe autism, ADHD, or who knows. Sometimes they get the strangest stuff out there. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I wasn't um, aware that autism and sleep apnea could be could go hand in hand who knows and a food allergy too i guess that's another fun fact i'm allergic huh. to peanuts so well peanuts are a very common allergy 
Yeah. But yeah, a lot of our patients, they also experience, um, sleep disturbances. Sleep apnea is pretty common. Do you have to wear, um, a seat, a, a machine, yes, yep. a CPAP at night? Yep. Yeah. Because I definitely, I just wear a CPAP at night and I'm pretty, it's pretty good some days, but some days I swear it's a pain in the butt. Like right now we're trying to order new parts and it's taking forever to come in. Oh, really? Yeah. I know that the machine itself, it's, it's kind of bulky and it's kind of a pain to wear every night. Once you, now at first I'll admit it, it is, it was a, it's awful to wear like at first because it's trying to study apparently your sleep patterns, but once it knows your sleep patterns, you're good to go. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good to know because a lot of, I think that transition to like wearing it and, um, it can be difficult sometimes, but for oh, those that might difficult. not, yeah. Th for those that might not know, um, sleep apnea, you actually stop breathing in the middle of your sleep. And so it will like sound like a snore and then you're, you'll hold your breath for X amount of seconds and then you'll exhale again. And yeah. so that's obviously not great. We want to be continuing to breathe at night um, because it can also lead to things like heart disease and having a heart attack. Well, but the big thing, well, the, the basic story was when I finally realized something was up is basically I had like a little sleepover with my cousin. This was when I was like, you know, 10 or 11. So, uh -huh. so we were sleeping together, obviously, and kids are kids, you know, they're going to, they're going to sleep together like cousins and family do. Well, my issue was I didn't know I did this, but I kept kicking him. <laughs> you kept kicking them. Yeah. I kept kicking him. Like, <laughs> Like kicking him in the face, but I didn't mean to, obviously. I wasn't, I didn't do it on purpose, but I think well, eventually, I, I, think I, I think I, oh, I probably have. But anyway, I've, I've accidentally like, like done that before. And so I, we've learned that after a while, he was finally, I think he had to get out of the bed finally. So wow, that's the big story where it came to. So I guess the bottom line is don't sleep with me, apparently. <laughs> well, a fun fact. I used to kick my cousins all the time when we had sleepovers and stuff. So, um, I don't know, I guess maybe I should have gotten checked out for some sleep apnea too. When I was younger. Well, that's a relationship though, too. We love it. He's probably like my best friend in the whole wide world because, you know, we grew up together and talk about anything grew up. So mm -hmm. definitely have a good relationship, but yeah, that's our bond. Sometimes is where we basically like, you know, mess around with each other, you know, sometimes just smack him in the face just for the heck of it. <laughs> typical we love each activities. other yeah we love each we really love each other don't we oh yeah you have to rough house a little bit yeah my issue though is i rough as a young child i roughed house him too much i was too rough on him <laughs> um and so i was wondering what's something that you want our listeners to know about you maybe your day-to-day um, your podcast, anything that you want to share. That autism is not the whole picture. Mm -hmm. If you look at it, there's mm -hmm. another part of me. There's a fact that I'm a person who does a podcast and is making notes currently. There's a person who likes outdoors. There's a guy who is very, I would say, not redneck, but country. I mean, I like to, you know, go around the house with my shirt off just because the heck of it. I mean, I'm wearing one right now, obviously, for a reason. But <laughs> uh, in my personal time, I like to go without a shirt and shoot fireworks. Without a shirt as well. And go in the creek. 
and a pool. So th- there's more to me than just mm-hmm. being on being on the spectrum and having some sensory issues or having anxiety. Hmm. So tell me more about that. Well, I mean, sensory issues. I'm very like, like I don't like a wet T-shirt. It's mainly with for me clothing. There's others who have different textures or tastes. Hmm. But for me, it's it's for me clothing. I don't like wearing a wet shirt. I don't like to go out when it's raining. So thankfully today it's sunny. But if it's raining, I probably stay in the house. Not because of I don't mind. Because not because I don't mind, you know, getting getting driplets on my skin, but just because I don't like my clothes getting wet. Sure. Yeah. I don't blame you. It's pinchy and it's too uncomfortable. And for you, it's probably more manageable, but I don't manage that at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely need to use a raincoat or an umbrella when I'm out, but yeah, probably not to your extreme. Oh yeah. Not to your extreme. Off. If it's, if it's, if it's wet a little bit, then it's just torture. It is basically torture. Mm-hmm. It really, really is. That just, it sounds miserable. So I don't blame oh, you it, at all. Oh, it's miserable. Oh, it is. <laughs> Well, what do you like to do for fun? For fun? Well, I'm a very adventurous person, so mm-hmm. outdoorsy person. Today it's warming up, so I'm considering taking out, you know, walk out, maybe enjoying the weather a little more. Mm-hmm. I'm a very adventurous person, so I like to do a lot of, like, adventures, like traveling, ziplining. You know, definitely have some traveling goals out there and want to see some stuff out there. I mean, I've been to Orlando for work, but not, like, to go to disneyland or universal studios oh you got to check those out they're awesome um let's see i mean i've been to canada but done like something there so want to maybe travel there a little bit i've been to florida my favorite place to go is destin i mean it's pretty it's got things it has everything the right amount of stuff like the Mm -hmm. right amount of it's definitely a tropical vacation but it has the right of amount of hotels the right amount of attractions the right amount of great food i mean everywhere you go there's good seafood i'll mm-hmm. tell you i think it has some of the best seafood out there <laughs> yeah i mean well, i'm in baltimore right now and our i've heard there's lots of um there's lots of hype around the crabs here crab baltimore, cakes yeah maryland and mm-hmm. i haven't i only heard i haven't heard much about that really mm-hmm. I, the only thing i know is a lot is i got a lot of um business connections there so that's really it all i know about baltimore slash maryland itself Uh uh-huh and sorry remind me where are you located indiana in indiana okay southern central in like a rural area i have never been to any indiana before you're miss you're not missing much but if you go at if you got the right time like summer there's some good stuff out there's some good stuff out there Hmm. good to know you said that you were um you're working. What do you do for work? Well, the podcast, that's what I meant by work. Yeah. So you get to travel all over the place. Uh, I've been to, I've been to Oklahoma, Canada, and Orlando, but then I done some virtual. So my latest one was virtual and it was in Wisconsin. But I've gone to like my couple of schools, like Shoals schools and River Birch Elementary, which is a school in Avon, Indiana. So okay. that's something I've done. So those are the ones I've done so far, but I'm hoping to do some more. And I did get booked some more. I think there's one coming up soon. And I'm going to DC for um, neurodiversity and workplace. I've been there once for a class trip. So we had, I got to kind of rush it. Uh-huh. 
enjoyed it, but it was definitely felt more rushed. It felt a little more rushed, but I think that, in my opinion, I would rather win and just enjoy myself. So it's going to be another work trip. I think I'll get to enjoy it a little bit more than I didn't. But I'm hoping one day to travel to D.C. to obviously be the history geek that I kind of am and go to go to explore that somewhere. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So D.C. is very close to Baltimore. So if you have the opportunity, you should come on up here. I'll definitely uh, chat with you about that more after this interview. Cool. See if uh, we can work that out. Awesome. Yeah. So the neuro neurodivergency, there's a you said that there was a um, not a program, a like facility that's it's a, that's in dc it's um well there is a lot with dc one of them it's not what i'm doing but i re- recently learned that the special olympics headquarters is in dc yes it is and um a neurodiverse what i'm going for though is neurodiversity in the workplace conference okay. because there's not, not a lot of people that are hiring those on the autism spectrum for work because the boss doesn't want to deal with their accommodations or they basically don't want to deal with the, their accommodations and the employee is terrified to death of getting a job because he's afraid the boss will be a complete a-hole. Oh, so how do you kind of navigate that? Do you help people find employment or what's your role in that? Um, well, I mean, the, the, I did an episode on that. You start Monday. That's what the episode's called if you're interested, but um, that's what it's about. It's like 75% of Americans don't have jobs because they're scared and they don't know what to do with them. Yeah. Almost. I was going to say, well, that's a great opportunity for people to listen into your podcast and learn more about what the opportunities are and maybe potential barriers for, um, for starting employment. Okay. Yeah. It's definitely a great opportunity. I wouldn't complain or moan and groan about it. I mean, and plus, I mean, there's a different types of personalities, obviously. I'm the person who's a type A, so they're the type of people who, like, are probably going to work until they're, until they're dead. And then I think there's others who are like, eh, I'm cool with retirement. Mm-hmm. After assessing myself and knowing myself so far, and maybe this is just with youth again, but I think I'm type A personality who wants to go do things, who wants to get a job, and has a job, but I didn't have the podcast, probably. I would say at 18, I'd try to find something and just try and keep jobs and working until I die. That's probably me now. Now, obviously, that could change when I'm older, but that's who I am for now. But that may not change. I might still be like that when I'm 80. No, I I can definitely relate to that. I've told um, a lot of my patients recently, I was like, I don't think that I could just retire. I think I need an exit strategy. I need something else to do. Um because I would not want to be just sitting at home all day, every day. I want to feel like I'm giving back to society. I want to be contributing something. So I love that. Yeah, me too. That's the way I am. I mean, I'm not like the type of person who's going to just stand around on the couch and play video games. I mean, I, I thought that for a long time I would be that. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, I'm not. Yep. Um. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to discuss today yeah um so you can find me on podbean spotify youtube on your favorite media platform if you think i'm there i'm probably there so mm-hmm. just even if you type into google autism rocks yep. and rolls you'll find something awesome and i'll definitely put it in the show notes below 
But yeah. thank you so much for coming on and talking with me today. You're welcome. I really appreciate it. Thanks for reaching out. Not any problem. Anything else that you want to talk about? Um, well, I mean, I think if the road can be nice and not be stupid, I think we get along so much better, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I completely agree. That's, I guess that's my uh, closing remarks. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. His podcast is called Autism Rocks and Rolls. It has over 13,000 downloads and he has so many big names on there. If you want to go and find him, he had mentioned on anywhere that you can find podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all those good ones. Um, I think that wraps up our session for today. But honestly, I love that conversation with Sam. I think he's extremely mature for his age and he's only 20 years old and he has accomplished so many things. Um, and I hope that you guys are able to get a little bit of motivation and inspiration from him. So with that being said, with heart, take care of everybody. This is Devin. 